0: keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey hey guys welcome to another episode of the upper hand fantasy podcast i wanted to talk about week six backfield takeaways today um I hope you guys did well this week. Hope you guys got that W. Um, Monday night still going to happen. I know a lot of people have some players in this game. Uh, it might be a little bit of a messy one. Could be high scoring. Uh, you know, two not so great defenses going at it today. Um, Marcus Mariota should play tonight. Uh, you got Jacoby Brissett going against a bad passing offense of Tennessee. So it uh, should be an interesting game. Not sure what to expect. Um, I'm sure this would have been an even awesome, more awesome matchup if it was uh, Andrew Luck versus Marcus Mariota. When you know when the NFL made the schedule for Monday night, but uh, but should be an entertaining game regardless. All right, I'm going to talk about the most obvious uh, running be- running back backfield switch up this week, and that's Adrian Peterson, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, Adrian Peterson. You know, the takeaway is that he can have a big workload if the Cardinals game script works in his favor. Uh, And it did in this game. The cards that they got up early in this one, um, there was no need for Andre Ellington. Carson Palmer, he only threw the ball 22 times. Peterson had two goal line carries in this game. It was just a perfect game script for Peterson. And the Cardinals, I think they'll have difficulty replicating it. Uh, Peterson did see 48 snaps compared to Ellington's 13. But Ellington can easily lead Snapshare in games in which the Cardinals have to come back or compete in. Um, But, you know, uh, the Cardinals have a couple of offensive linemen back. Peterson looked good in this game. Um, You know, and I think if you're a team that has, you know, a a lot of running backs and Peterson was just kind of sitting on your bench, I think you trade high. Um, You know, we don't know how his body will hold up. Um, The last time he's had a 26-carry game, uh was i think it was uh week 11 of 20 2015 uh so it was a little while ago i mean peterson you know he is a freak but um you know who knows how his health will shake out he just he did need to go back to the sideline a lot for oxygen but that's normal uh but as far as his body goes that remains to be seen uh you know if i'm gonna if i'm a team that has a couple of good running backs i might look to trade him either for more depth or uh for some wide receiver help um so, yeah, so, you know, good is a good thing for the Cardinals. Good thing for that offense. Um, you know, I think it, it'll become a little bit more well-balanced. Um, and I think Peterson can have a couple of more good games in him, uh, but it did look like Adrian Peterson. So, um, you know, if you're an Adrian Peterson owner, um, this week is a good week for you because you're either going to start him with confidence, you know, next week, or you're going to, uh, you know, get some good value for him. But take advantage of this week regardless. All right. A little long-winded on Adrian Peterson, but uh, Doug Martin is the next guy I want to talk about, and I think his best is yet to come. He led the backfield snaps uh, with 37 to Charles Sims, 27, uh, even in a negative game script. You know, it had to do the same thing against the Patriots as well. So if the Bucks defense can actually hold a team close, uh, I think Martin can have an even bigger workload. He's looked good, and he scored a touchdown in both games since since his suspension, so things are on the up for Doug Martin. Uh, Broncos backfield is it's more of a timeshare than we think so I can't really figure this one out CJ Anderson he's a very good running back when he's healthy Um, you know and if I were them I would try to give him as much load as possible but maybe they want to just try to keep him healthy Uh, Jamal Charles he's also looked good this year but Devontae Booker he's healthy now and he was added to the mix against the Giants on Sunday night Uh, Anderson He handled most of the snaps with 38, but Booker and Charles had 23 and 20, respectively. So, um, you know, it's not... C.J. Anderson doesn't have, you know, a full uh, workload, and, you know, uh, Charles... uh, I'm sorry, Jamal Charles isn't the only guy to take snaps away from him now. Uh, Orleans Darkwa, he looked good Sunday night, and uh, he's a favorite to lead the Giants backfield, and it's possible that he's a workhorse now. Uh, He handled most of the Giants snaps Sunday night with 27, Gallman and Vereen, they combined for 27. Uh, Darkwa, he's the back to own in this backfield. He's performed well so far this season. He's averaging 5.69 yards per carry, and he had more rush yards against Denver on Sunday night than Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, LaShawn McCoy, and Marshawn Lynch had combined against the Broncos. Alright, moving on to the Saints. It was a Mark Ingram show on Sunday, but Alvin Kamara, he still has a role uh, Kamara, he played 31 snaps to Ingram's 47. Um, it was a very positive game script for Mark Ingram. However, you know, if the Saints are losing or if they are in a very competitive game, I would expect Kamara to play much more of a role um, than he did this past uh, on Sunday. So uh, he still performed very well. He rushed for 75 yards on 10 carries, catching four passes. So he didn't totally disappoint you if you started him. Uh, moving on to Detroit, Theoretic. He's still the preferred passing option in Detroit, and that limits Amir Abdullah's ceiling. And Theo Riddick himself isn't, you know, that startable, um, even in PPR leagues, because he's kind of inconsistent. Uh, but in this game, the Lions were down the entire game. So Theo Riddick, he almost played the same number of snaps Abdul did, 35 to res- 37, respectively. So even in a good matchup for Abdullah against the Saints, the Lions, they need to be heavily favored in order for him to have a big workload. Uh, moving on to Baltimore, even with Collins, Alex Collins, that is leading in touches. Buck Allen is still the back to own in Baltimore, uh, but the backfield is just hard to trust. I mean, every week is something different. Collins he outtouched Allen 15 to thir- 13, but Buck Allen was on the field way more. Um, he outsnapped Collins 46 to 22, and like I said, it's a confusing backfield, and the guy who actually gets the work has been murky for a long time so and this is going back to last season as well so I'm still comfortable rolling Allen out in a PPR format in my flex but you know if he craps the bed I'm not I'm not 100% surprised uh moving on to the Panthers Christian McCaffrey he's becoming a must-start PPR asset he has 37 receptions on 50 targets um he's looking great in the passing game uh 37 reception, that's a lot. I mean, that that's not just good for running backs, that's good for overall pass catchers, wide receivers too. So um he doesn't look so great in the running game. Um, but you know, because of that, Jonathan Stewart, he's gonna be relevant as long as the Panthers aren't in full-blown catch-up mode. And that was the case this week, you know, with the Eagles going up early. So McCaffrey out-snaps Stewart 61 to 27 in this game. Uh Stewart is kind of becoming unstartable, but you know, we can't deny his carry numbers prior to this week. I'm staying patient with those carry totals. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at those numbers as the indicator, not necessarily his lack of points. So those carries are going to become valuable in the second half of the season, so I'm holding on to him. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, he's in the driver's seat right now while Ty Montgomery heals. We're talking about the Packers now. Um, Jones, he outsnapped Montgomery 43-20, to but he didn't touch the ball a lot more than Montgomery did. But either way, Aaron Rodgers, he might be done for the year. Uh, both of these guys, are, you know, they take a hit in value. Uh, if this team, however, becomes a run-first team, um, you know, these running backs are going to be more valuable. It's possible that, you know, Aaron Jones has the edge if, you know, they get a bunch of carries uh, in the game. Become more, they, they become more dependent on that run game. Um, it, and, but if they remain pass-first, I think Montgomery has the edge. Um, The team will probably change philosophy. You know, Mike McCarthy did allude to that. Um, You know, he wanted to tailor their offense to their new quarterback. Um, And if Montgomery continues to have limited snaps because of that injury, I think Aaron Jones has a chance to win the job and possibly be the one A to Montgomery's one B. So now, in this in this time period, if uh, if Aaron Jones doesn't perform quite as well as he did against Dallas last week for the next few weeks, I expect Montgomery to take over again once he's fully healthy. So it's still a fluid situation, but it's one to monitor. I'm not dropping either of these guys. I'm holding on to see what happens. Um, the Jets, they're, I don't think they're ready to feature Elijah Maguire yet. Um, Forte, he made the quickest return from tof- from a turf toe injury of all time, <laughs> leading the Jets backfield in snaps 43 uh, to McGuire's 25, Travaris Cadet even got some snaps behind McGuire. Um, I'm cool with dropping McGuire at this point with Powell probably coming back soon, but I'm going to keep an eye on McGuire, uh, you know, later on in the season uh, in case the Jets want to feature him if they start losing. Uh, Dion Lewis, he might be making his comeback this year. Um, you know, at this time of year, Lewis and James White they each had 29 snaps, 29 snaps in this game, and we've seen previously James White being the clear leader in that category. Uh, Gillespie, he was sent to Belichick's doghouse after an early fumble. Um, Dion Lewis, he did start the game anyway, but you know we can't read too much into who starts the game for the Patriots. That's just not something that has been uh, an indicator of who's going to get mo- the most most of the work. You know, so um, Lewis, he's looking good on his touches. He's getting goal line looks, even. Um, you know, I want him on my roster now before he blows up. There's always that possibility. Um, so if this backfield goes back to the White and Gillisley show, that's fine too. But I'm taking my chances on Lewis just because of his talent and possible workload. Jay Ajayi. It seems like he's going to get the work no matter what. He had 25 plus carries in three of his five games. And that seems to be the game plan on offense for the Dolphins. As long as they aren't in full-blown comeback mode, um, you know I think he's going to get those that work. Um, even down 17-0 in this game against the Falcons, Ajayi, Ajayi still saw work. He saw 48 snaps in this game. Uh, Damian Williams was next in line with only 18. So I think Ajayi is pretty safe, and I'm going to have him in my lineups most weeks. Uh, moving to Cleveland. Cleveland, they're never going to have a positive game script for Isaiah Corwell. Him and Duke, Duke Johnson shared snaps evenly at 31 apiece. Correll, he did well from a yard per carry perspective, but couldn't get enough work in a game where the Browns were trailing the entire game. So uh, this is just going to happen every week. So Duke Johnson, he's a safer bet on a per B per week basis than Crowell. Um, if you drop Crowell, just know that someone in your league might start him, and that might be good for you. Okay, Jordan Howard, man, this guy is good. He he is the Bears' offense. He had a career-high 36 rushing attempts in this game, and he was the reason the Bears were in the game, and he was the reason why they won the game. The Bears, they're just riding Jordan Howard right now, and as long as they don't fall into negative game script um, too early, I think Howard will be their workhorse. He played 54 snaps to Tariq Cohen's 26. He's in every week must start at this point. Cohen is a hold since he's their preferred passing down back and is very explosive, but it'll be hard to predict when the Bears offense will be rallying from a large deficit. But as of right now, if you need to drop Cohen, you know, for somebody off the waiver wire that you have to start, I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, moving to Houston, Lamar Miller's job is not in danger. The touch totals were very similar between Miller and Foreman if you're looking at the box score. But Miller played 44 snaps compared to Foreman's 23. Most of Foreman's carries came in the second half with the game in control. Uh, The knock on Miller right now is that he's not getting closeout and garbage time work, which is valuable in fantasy football. So if you have Lamar Miller, I'm still starting him. Much better offense, much better chance of scoring, uh, much better chance of breaking off big plays. Uh, The Redskins... Moving on to them, they don't trust Samaji Piran, uh, and they really trust Chris Thompson right now. Rob Kelly, he was out for this game, so Piran was in line to take that early down roll. However, Chris Thompson was the one starting the game, and he had 16 carries in this one along with his typical receiving performance. He had four catches for 105 yards. Um, Perrine, Perrine, he saw some work, but Thompson heavily outsnapped him 45-25, to 25. so pareen he isn't a must-play if Kelly is out. Um, And isn't even necessarily the handcuff, at least not right now, Um, you know, and even though uh, Jay Gruden said that Chris Thompson, you know, isn't going to get more work. That wasn't the case here, and it seemed like, you know, they had no choice um, because they did not want to roll with Perrine. Moving on to the 49ers, Carlos Hyde is still the guy, uh, but it could be a smokescreen. I'm still holding Matt Breda. Uh, but Carlos Hyde was the guy now that he's off, you know, he's the guy now that he, he's off the injury report. So, you know, there's no reason to play Matt Breida, uh, contrary to whatever, uh, the coaches might be saying. Uh, he played 55 snaps to Breida's 18, had two goal line touchdowns that saved the day for fantasy owners. He didn't, he didn't have such a great day, uh, running the ball. Uh, but he did have, you know, uh, you know, some receiving yardage that saved the day as well. So The rumors, you know, they are swirling that the 49ers are willing to trade him, so that's always a possibility. That's why I'm holding Brita. Uh, He could be a three-down asset if Hyde were to get traded or to get hurt. We know his injury history, so I'm not letting go of Matt Brita right now. Okay, so that kind of does it. I obviously left out a lot of the obvious uh, backfield situations that didn't change. Um, So, yeah, so I'm going to come back tomorrow with the waiver wire targets. I hope you guys enjoy Monday night's game, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Before I go, just want to let you guys know that I'm Faraz Siddiqui. I'm on Twitter at f a r a z s i d d i q i. That's Faraz Siddiqui. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Upperhand Fantasy. Uh, you can DM me on on Instagram as well if you have any questions. If you wanna you wanna talk, you wanna chat, you wanna talk about the waivers, you wanna ta- ask questions about who to start next week. I'm all I'm all for it. Um, yeah. So uh, UpperhandFantasy.com and UpperhandFFB on Twitter. Thanks a lot, guys. Take it easy. Enjoy the game. Bye-bye.